0: All right, starting our final half hour here of the show, we will have game night coming your way at the bottom of the hour. That's with Scott Marsh and the high flyer, Henry Turner. Then Kings pregame at 6.30. Tip-off at 7. G-Man on the call. Kings and Sons, preseason game number one. Crossover to uh, wrap things up before we end the show, but let's bring in Jason Jones. Welcome to have Jason back here. Cover he covered the Kings for a long, long time. Works for the Athletic. Jason, do we uh, start talking about the Dodgers first, or w- where do you want to go
1: here? I mean... Uh, we could talk Dodgers a little bit if you like. I mean, <laughs> win on Wednesday, and I'm and I'll and I'll be a much happier person. You know. It's
0: a but where's your stress op- level for that game though? One game. I mean, the Dodgers are the better team, but it's one game. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Uh, I mean, there's a the stress is all that it's one game, but I think you know they're at home. You know, worst case, they get the last. You know, the bottom of the ninth. Yep. And I just think you know, so I just I figure you know what. They got enough starters, to, enough pitchers to use. All hands on deck, and I mean they've been they've been playing well lately, you know. So I mean, I figure, hey, they're they're doing well. I mean, St. Louis has been amazing lately too. But I I, I just feel like, you know, given off of last year, you know, they were down three one to uh, Atlanta at one point. Yeah. So I think I I think they'll be fine. I think they win on Wednesday, and then from there. I don't pick against them in any series they're in. I just think I think as long as they're in, they're too good. And if they're healthy, I don't see anybody beating them.
0: Yeah, that Muncie injury, I wonder about that. And then the Giants have just been amazing. I want to see it. I want to see that five-game series because the Giants' grit has been amazing to get through this with the Dodgers pushing them all along. So I hope we get that. I hope we get Dodgers-Giants in the next yeah. round. That would be fun.
1: Yeah. I wish it would have been, you know, Dodgers-Giants-NL-CS NL, no, instead of yeah. DS, But, you know, but, hey. Baseball can address this, and I guess, in their next <laughs> collective bargaining or whatever.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Kings are going to have preseason game number one. I had said earlier, I mean, I you know, they can go 4-0, 0-4. I'm not really too interested in the win-loss record in the preseason, but want to see the progress of this team. And, and, you know, Jason, coming out of camp so far, everything we've heard, which generally this is universal, but it seems pretty legit, especially for the guys that have been around for a while, how much fun they're having, how much they're enjoying the competition. Um, I think that's good. So, what do you think just about the the makeup of the roster and the and the bonding to start a season? Do you like the way this roster is constructed going into the year?
1: I like the depth that it has, especially when you compare it to last year, where you go into a season basically with a six to seven man rotation at best, and then it's kind of like, okay, who gets these extra minutes? I mean, I think they're deeper. I think they're you know they're they're better a better built team, and. I'm just curious to see how many times you know how many guards you can throw on the floor at one yeah. time and just, you know what type of flexibility they can use with that but even you know but you know, of course everyone's happy right now with camp everyone feels good right now I always say when you lose three four in a row or something like that let's see how much you all like each other hmm. or hopefully <laughs> you know, you, you, yeah you should like each other right now
0: Yes, yeah. Hopefully not nine like last year that happened twice, which was just unheard of. Um, you mentioned the guards. I think a lot of people want to see if they can play three guards. I guess Luke Walton said the other day, "Hey, maybe even four guards at one time." I know the NBA is different, but yeah, I think I think watching the guards and which three play a lot together, I think, will be one of the preseason things to watch.
1: Yeah, I think you know, kind of figuring out you know defensively what works best offensively. I know De'Aaron likes playing off the ball, so just seeing how you know, how that looks with Davion, how it looks with Tyrese, you know, kind of seeing that dynamic, just, defend, you know, who do you pair with Buddy? Does, you know, obviously Buddy knows Tyrese and, you know, De'Aaron, but, you know, do you maybe pair him with, with Davion for defensive reasons? You know, how much can Buddy really play for you? I know they did some last season, but that was more of a, you know, a band-aid, like we have no choice, you know? So just kind of see just kind of just the flexibility and the, you know, you know, Terrence Davis is a guy I mm. think who, who's, who's going to be an important part of what they do. I mean, they've got a lot of different guys to plug in, just that all of them are about six four and under. <laughs> you know, so it's that's going to be a creative thing. It does remind me of that. You know, when Monty McNair was in Houston, he was—you know—he wasn't the head guy, but remember they went all in on being small. Yeah, you know, and I think at some point you're going to definitely see where Luke goes all in, at least in some games. Because, you know what? Let's just give it a try, you know, and see what happens. And I think that it's going to create some unique situations, some fun situations. And I think this team is going to be, you know, a lot of fun to watch.
0: Jason Jones joining us, uh, covers the uh, Kings, covers the NBA. He's He's uh, done this a long time for different outlets, whether it's the B or the Athletic. Jason, how about um, defensively? You brought that up. That was an area that obviously has to, I mean, has to get better. Drafting Davion Mitchell should help that. It feels like Tristan Thompson, Alex Len, no matter how much they play, make them a little more physical, and I feel like they're a little bit tougher. But how much better defensively do you think this team will be uh, starting the season?
1: I mean, they won't be – I mean, they can't be worse. So, <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, if we just start with the baseline of don't be worse, don't be, be better than last season, that'll, that'll help. But I, I think that it'll help them having uh, Mo Harkless for an entire season, having Terrence for the start of the year, just because I think that what they lacked last year were an, enough guys who knew how to play defense. I mean, poor Harrison Barnes couldn't be in four places at once, <laughs> and I, you know, and I, th- I think also, in you know, physically, De'Aaron looks like he's more, you know, he's stronger, and and they one thing they've banked on with De'Aaron was that he could be an all-star level as a two-way player. So, if you start to see De'Aaron take that next step defensively, then you throw in a Davion Mitchell. Then you throw in Tyrese having a year of experience and should be better defensively. You know, Terrence will, you know, defend aggressively. So, you got enough guys now where you got enough fight out there. So, I think, I just think on that alone, they'll be better. And I think if they can, you know, they've cracked the top 20 in efficiency once in the last 15 years, and that was Mm. Luke's first year. If you can start getting back into that range, I think you know you're now getting toward respectability defensively. I think even Tristan said, it was it on media day? He was like, you you know, you're talking about a lot of times two or three more stops a game.
0: Right. You know, and if you can, you know,
1: and if you can just kind of take that mentality of let's get one more stop a quarter than we did, you know, start kind of make it small, watch it build. I think they'll be better defensively. I think. They have no choice. Like I say if they're if they are what they were last season or worse, oh Lord, help all of our odds. It's going to exactly. be ugly.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> A name that we haven't brought up yet that I, I'm really intrigued about this season. I, I have been since he's here, but it just feels like there's been so many starts and stops with Marvin Bagley, and obviously it all revolves around health with him. Um, I, I didn't know that when we were here, Jason, that we'd have see Marvin on this team. Well, he is on the team. He's here and. Likely to play a lot. What do you think about Marvin coming into this season?
1: It's going to be interesting. But I don't know, you know, what's the, what, I mean, what does a three-point shot look like? Can he be a stretch four? You know, I mean, if he's going to start, that's what he has to be. You know, there's still people who believe Marvin's going to be a center eventually, but is he can, he? you know, you got a lot of centers. I mean, there's just a lot of different ways you could do it. I'm not going to go back to what life said back when they drafted him. He can play three. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think, you know, you have to figure out, you know, just kind of what Marvin does best to fit this group. And I think we saw at the end of last season, he started to figure out, you know, hey, if I run the court and just play hard and do some of these little, you know, kind of these, you know, grunt work type things, there's 10, 12 points right there for me. You know, just from running the floor, you know, hitting the glass and all that. So I think you started to see things happen. He's got to stay on the court. I mean, that's the main thing about Marvin. It's never been about talent. It's just been about health. And, like, last season, he breaks his thumb because he gets caught on a jersey. I mean, it's kind of a fluke thing. You know, but I just wonder just in terms of Marvin's timeline with this group and them wanting to get to the playoffs this year, this, you know, how do you find minutes if he still needs that those, those development minutes? What do you do? How do you balance that? So, it's going to be a tricky thing with Marvin because you didn't resign Rashawn Holmes to not play to give Mm -hmm. up minutes late, and if it's a defensive issue and they're trying to win, there's not going to be time to see if Marvin hasn't improved to kind of lose games because Marvin's figuring things out. Right,
0: right. Yeah, and then there's a handful of guys, too, going into the season, Jason, on the roster that have played, played time, whether out of necessity or injury, that I kind of wonder uh, where they fit in just on the depth chart. You mentioned one in Terrence Davis, uh, Mo Harkless, um, even Alex Lynn, Tristan Thompson. I'm seeing Chemezi Metu out here warming up. You can't play everybody. There's going to be some guys that won't. I, I, I think sorting that out is going to be a challenge for for Luke
1: Walton. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You've got to figure out. I think it's really going to be almost a game the game and Luke mentioned that. There's going to be you know, different nights, different lineups, just because, you know, based on who you're facing. I think you know there's going to be some nights where you're going to see them play a lot of those smaller guys. There's going to be nights where you, you know, when you play a Jokic, when I mean, you know you're going to need Tristan and Alex to help Rashawn, just because th- those guys are just bigger, stronger guys. It's going to be nice where maybe Rashawn has to play the four. Because what if you play, you run into a night where you want to use him against, you know, Giannis a little bit on the perimeter if Giannis is playing out there. You know, there's going to be different, like and different nights, different scenarios. You may need, like I said, Alex against Rudy Gobert, you know, in the home opener, mm-hmm. just because you know Alex is bigger. So, and I think there's going to, you know, that's going to be to their advantage. I think over the course of the year that you have the option to mix and match and figure out what to do with different guys.
0: Yeah, this is going to be interesting to yeah. uh, to see. And then, you know, I'm looking at the team they're playing tonight, Phoenix. Uh, what they did last year was just so unheard of. And really, the way NBA works, it's kind of you progress to get better. And they went from, you know, ten years out of making the playoffs to getting all the way to the finals, Um, I'm sure everybody that, like the Kings or Minnesota or teams that have missed the playoffs for a lot, look at Phoenix as a team. Hey, can we do that? Because they did. I know a lot of that was Chris Paul, but I I still am marveling, Jason, at what Phoenix was able to do last year because we just haven't seen that done a lot in NBA history.
1: Yeah, but it helps me. You can get Chris Paul. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yes. You know, I think if you look at all those major leaps, you've seen those big turnarounds a lot of times it comes with getting that all-star either you add one or one or somebody becomes one so maybe that's what DeAaron does he becomes that guy where all of a sudden you know for you know that consistency is there to where when he's not player of the week for the NBA he's still getting you that 25 28 mm-hmm. every night and then all of a sudden you've got a guy you know I always say with all-stars what makes them stars is that in an 82 games you know uh, season they're they're good to great or special sixty in those games at least. And if De'Aaron can be at that level, that player of the week level that we've seen for stretches for sixty, sixty five games, the Kings are I think they're they're in business then they could talk about, hey, eight you know, play in, let's see what we can do. We can do some damage now. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, something we brought up on the show, and I'm curious your thought. I mean, we all assume that De'Aaron is going to be the leading scorer. I mean, he has such a great year, and he's so gifted, has all star abilities to him. Who would it be best for, Jason, for this team to be the second leading scorer for the season? Like, what would make it the best version of the Kings if this player was the number two scorer? Hmm, it's a good one. i us say
1: Harrison Barnes. Ah, okay. Whenever Harrison scores, I mean, I don't have it in front of me, whenever Harrison scores about 20, I don't think they lose. Hmm. I just think because he's there, he's their one guy. You know, maybe if Tyrese could be that, you know, sooner than later. But Harrison's a guy who has size and he can get his own shot. Yeah, you know, you know. And if you've got multiple guys who can get their own shot, and, and Harrison can play make and he can play multiple positions. So I think if you got a Harrison Barnes getting you 18 points a game, and then Harrison's going to play defense, he's going to do the little, he's going to do everything else as well. The main thing with Harrison has always been Sacramento was some nights, you know, he's not maybe shooting enough. And I think the team would be happy with Harrison being in the top three and shots attempted and being right up there and scoring.
0: Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I would wondered if it was in the best for for it to be Marvin, but I I don't know what that would look like just because we haven't seen that.
1: Right. And it's kind of, you know, and almost like you kind of think about almost – if Marvin's scoring that many points, is that a good thing or is it a bad thing? You know, right. you don't know what, what it looks like. You don't know if he's scoring because he's uh, going for his all the time or is he scoring a lot because he's running the floor. There's just, you, don't, you don't really know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. I also, one last thought for you, Jason, on uh, the rookie, Davion Mitchell. Uh, high praise for him, uh, what he did in college, certainly what he did in the summer league. What are the expectations you think the Kings have of him in his rookie year?
1: Just to be, you know, to, to be a guy who's going to raise the level of intensity. I mean, you talk about the Kings for years in the organization, out of the organization. People have always said they don't have enough. You know, they say they have enough dogs on the team, guys who are just mm-hmm. like mean, nasty, <laughs> you know, and, and don't take, you know, bring that fight. Now, you know, they've got one with him. You add guys like Tristan and Alex. You got some more guys like that to help out. With that, you know that nasty disposition that you need to have. So, I think I don't. I don't think stats will truly measure what Damian's impact could be for them. I think the fact that you've got another guard who can push, you know, push a guy like De'Aaron defensively, you know, and you have an option. You know, hey, if you know if if De'Aaron's having a night like he said he did, play against Dennis Schroeder like last season, you know. Hey, you know what? Are you struggling? Are you tired? Because they they, they did—they were concerned about this kind of De'Aaron getting worn down. Hey, Davion, go get that guy for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. You can now, you know, over the course of the season, save, you know, save De'Aaron's legs, and then not have to worry so much about him easing into a game. And for the previous four years, every front office year has always been about getting De'Aaron the support to where. He can be that guy, that aggressive guy on both ends of the court, and know that you had support behind him. So, I think Dave Davion's going to be great for that. You know, it won't be. I don't he won't be off. Not like he was in summer league. It's going to be a different level of competition. But I do believe just his approach, that attitude he brings, is going to elevate everyone in a good way, especially on defense.
0: Well, Jason, we started you with the Dodgers. We had Kings in between. How about the Raiders to close out? Raiders Chargers tonight, big game. What
1: do you think? Uh. I need, uh, oh, the Chargers are, uh, I like Justin Herbert for them, but I think the Raiders, you know, Raiders quickly had like a home game tonight. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's basically a home game, you know, and they need to stockpile as many wins as possible because, you know, the last couple of years we've seen, they start off good and then it's going to be that point where it goes, uh oh. So get all those wins now, get a, you know, rack up some, you know, some, you know, some AFC West wins and, as long as they, they're kind of like the Kings. You get a halfway decent effort on defense, you got a chance.
0: Exactly, exactly. I don't know if you heard the news too. They have down there again. It's in L.A., but they have a weather delay. There's lightning bolts that are on the scoreboard and apparently near the roof. The players are told to go
1: back in the locker room. They have a weather delay in L.A. I uh, man, that's a that's a rare one. I can't remember the last time they had a weather. I can't remember a weather delay in L.A. But hey. After the last year or so, nothing yeah. surprises me anymore. <laughs> We've seen it
0: all. We've seen it all. Well, Jason, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, we'll see you soon. No problem. Thanks. Take care. All right. Jason Jones from The Athletic joining us. Yeah, the game is currently in a lightning delay. How crazy is that? Uh, Chris had sent me this note, too, earlier. We were talking about that game specifically, about the Raiders and the Chargers. According to Vivid Seats, ticket spot for the game, 74% Raider fans, 26%. Charger fans yeah that will feel like a home game for the Raiders for sure and that's what the Chargers have had to go through and they did that in that other home game they had earlier this year with the Cowboys so we'll see it's a good matchup and again thanks to Jason Jones I I think the stuff we were talking about with the Kings there is a lot of intrigue to me about this roster and how it's all going to shake out because I'm what I'm really trying to figure out looking at this team is I really do like the amount of players that I think can play the depth But is that because of a circumstance that they've been in the last couple of years where we've seen guys like Metu play and um, Harkless and Terrence Davis? If if it really gets down to it, who are the five at the end of the games in close games in the NBA that are going to be closing the game? What's Coach Walton's closing lineup going to be? Most part, NBA games come down to the last five minutes, right, within a couple possessions. And in this league now, you could be down 15 in the fourth quarter, and that lead will split. It switches all the time with the three-point shot now. I do wonder if the team has enough three-point shooting. Buddy's their best three-point shooter. There are other guys that can shoot it at a better percentage, like Halliburton has. Barnes can shoot. Fox can shoot. Terrence Davis, he can get crazy hot. But do they have shooters, if you know the difference? I mean, there's there's guys that like Buddy will, if he plays a full season, he's going to hit, what, four a game? Four or five a game. Now there's nights where Terrence Davis can get you at five or six, but he may not make some for a game or two. Or Barnes, the same. Hits three, four, or five, and then Maybe doesn't hit one the next game. So I wonder about their overall shooting, especially in front court guys, the way the league is going, and maybe if the Kings end up playing three and even four-guard lineups, that'll be alleviated. But defensively, they have to be better. I mean, it just has to. Like we say, it's non-negotiable. It's got to be better. Otherwise, it'll be another non-playoff season. Now, they don't have to be great defensively. Just get better because I think their offense can be pretty good, and I think Fox is going to have just another just amazing season. I don't know why – We would expect anything less. Stay healthy and see what they can do. Get started tonight. All right, before we get to uh, game night, we still have a few more things to check off here, including the crossover from the morning show. So let's see what Dave and Jay have for us today. Oh, we don't have the crossover. I thought we did. My bad, Chris. Sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. Um, I did hear it. um, If I remember right, I think the question that Dave had asked this morning off of our crossover was about the Raiders, and it was if the Raiders got the win today to get to 4-0, how much would I believe in them and how where would I put them in the power rankings? Well, a lot of it is how does the game go, one, because I am impressed with the Raiders offensively. They've been one of the best offenses in the league. They consistently have been scoring points, and Carr, uh, before tonight's action, was the best passer in the NFL as far as total yards and per game, let's say, because now people have played four games. So I've been impressed in their ability to come back. Um, I wish their defense was was even a little bit better, though it has improved. Um, If they did win tonight, beating a good Charger team, I would have them certainly in the top five. I would have the Cardinals probably above them without seeing this Raider game, how it gets played out. I mean, that's going to be important to see how it goes. But um, one of the top five teams, But now I'm starting to look at some teams that maybe started 0-1 like the Bills. The Packers who now have won three straight. Those Those teams are getting it together. Those teams are good. There's some other good teams in the league. I still think the Rams are good. So yeah, the Raiders would be up there for sure. But how do they look tonight? How will it play out? How effective are they now knowing that Jacobs is playing tonight? I think that's a good sign for the Raiders where he had started the day as questionable. Now he's active. So this is going to be fun to see how the Raiders go, and, and uh, we got the game on in front of us, and normally it would have started. They have rescheduled the kick time to 5.55 because of the current lightning delay in Los Angeles.
1: Lightning delay in Los Angeles in a domed stadium. In
0: a dome stadium with the Bolts, the Chargers. Okay. It just doesn't even feel real. It doesn't even feel, like if they said, earthquake concerns or something like that. But lightning delay has been pushed back another uh, 30 minutes or so. So they'll get going here soon. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We're going to be back tomorrow. Plenty to talk about. We'll recap what we saw tonight with the Kings. Certainly we'll get you ready for that baseball wild card game. We'll talk about this Raider game and so much more that's coming your way tomorrow at 3. But up next here on Sports 1140 KHK, we will have game night. Scott Marsh and the High Flyer, Henry Turner, will have that. And then, of course, Kings basketball coming up after that. So keep it right here. To your home of the Kings, Sports 1140, KHTK.